And today I am back to share with you something that's like been on my fucking mind and it's been on my heart and when I first started this podcast a little over a year ago I one of my first episodes was how to deal with mania right mood disorders like when you have a mood disorder sometimes you can exhibit like manic behavioral patterns and essentially how I like to think about mania is that you go from this place of having really really low energy to having like a spike in your energy right so like you just have this crazy spike and sometimes depending on your mood disorder or depending on you know what your experience is of this even if you haven't been traditionally diagnosed um side note i am not here to diagnose you i'm just here to speak to people who have manic tendencies and get you know triggered into experiencing manic cycles and whatever right but essentially for me i've been saying essentially a lot it just sounds cute but like at the end of the day my mania has looked like pretty similar since i was diagnosed with mood disorder at the age of 16 okay so when i was 15 just for like a little backstory for those of you that are new here welcome magical queen i'm glad you're here um be sure to send me a message on instagram or tiktok so i know that you found the podcast and you fucking love it anyways um i was diagnosed when i was 15 with an eating disorder and depression and then at the age of 16 when i completed eating disorder treatment went into remission i still had clinical depression because that doesn't really go away and then i was diagnosed with bipolar type 2 which is the more mild version. It's a little bit more difficult to diagnose because it's very subtle mood changes. Um, Yeah, bipolar type 1 is more like, you know, explosive all over the place. Um, While as type 2, it's not to say it's not as bad, but it can be managed if you really want to manage it, at least in my experience. So I was diagnosed with that. I was diagnosed with extreme anxiety and PTSD as well. So like all the diagnoses aside, I just want to say that I think everybody has a little bit of mania in them. (laughs) I think everybody gets a little bit of manic, even if they're not traditionally diagnosed with mood disorder. Just like everybody gets a little bit sad. Like the human experience can be a lot sometimes. And especially if you are emotionally open and you feel really sensitive to how other people feel and dare i say empath i really started to hate that word to be honest um just because like when i found out what an empath was like years ago i felt like everybody wanted to be an empath so bad and it just made me upset so i really refrained from using the word but if you're an empath (laughs) this could definitely help you okay and here's the thing I always really had a desire from the time I got diagnosed. I really wanted to understand what it meant. Like, what what would it mean about me, my life, what I was capable of, what I wouldn't be able to do, what bad things could happen. Like, I was preparing myself for disaster all the time. And so, a good portion of living with manic behavioral patterns and tendencies and all that stuff it really um scared me for a really long time 
It scared me a lot. Um, I got put on medication when I was 18. I spoke about that on IG a little bit the other day. And I don't, I'm not going to say that medication doesn't help because certain people, it's great. It works. That's your vibe. That's awesome. It helped me. It acted kind of as a life vest for about four years. But there were many points while I was on medication where I didn't know. I was on a double dose of Abilify for reference for those of you who know what that is. Um, Much higher than what my weight would permit. And I was also on a double dose of Wellbutrin things I didn't know about those medications. Again, if you're looking to get on meds or get off your meds, please consult like a professional, obviously, um, someone who is trained in this, all the things, because I'm just sharing my experience. Um, I'm not, I'm not giving you medical advice. Okay. I just have to say that. Them. No one told me because I was 18 that Wellbutrin can actually, um, make you like 10x your sex drive like instantly it can make you go crazy like it makes you super horny and like yeah I didn't I didn't know that could be a thing with depression medication um but it was and it kind of ruined my life for a minute we'll just leave it at that for now and then when I got put on Abilify I felt at first I was like oh my god whole new world I can go through my day and not feel like I'm going to lose my shit. But shortly after, about a year after, I realized that if I missed a day of my med or like I had any sort of oops, like, you know, run-ins with getting the prescription, the prescription was insanely expensive. Every January 1st, my Wellbutrin would be a little over $1,000 for a copay and my Abilify would be somewhere around like about $800. So I had that to think about every single year on January 1st. And that was very stressful for me, right? Um, You're being told that you will not be able to function normal without these things, nor do they recommend you trying, um, and sometimes for a good reason, right? It's not for everybody to get off their meds, but this isn't an episode about meds. (laughs) However, I do want to speak to it because... I didn't hear anybody talking about their experiences when I was going on them and getting off of them. So fast forward about the last year or so of doing this thing. Mind you, I was in therapy like religiously, like once to twice a week for all these years as well. Leading up to meds, during meds, after meds, like I had some type of therapist at all times. And I went on this trip I remember I was like 20 years old and I went on this trip or I was almost 21 and I got invited to go on this super, super big, like it was the biggest moment of my career in production type of trip. Okay. This was a retreat. We were all getting flown out um, or the team was at least getting flown out to a private island and we were going to be you know, documenting the whole retreat experience for like nine days. And, um, there were no pharmacies, there were no grocery stores, there were no like, you know, places. And, um, when I got there, 
this is where I actually met one of my best friends now to this day. Um, she's such a fucking OG. She's amazing. Um, she's a photographer friend and I still work with her quite a bit just because she's incredible. But I'm rooming with her for the first time. I don't know most of the team. I'm essentially digiteching, um, doing card drops, doing some culling, editing, um, color correction, retouching as needed and making sure the team is dropping cards on time, file organization, like, um, you know, live gallery, all the things. And so it, it demands a lot of you, a lot of focus, a lot of energy, a lot of just like refining your ability to push through. Um, and that's what I did best back then. So I was there and I, I opened my toiletry bag. I'm getting ready for like their gala thing that they're doing or gala. And I realize that I brought the wrong medication bottle. I had none. I had no medication for the next nine days. Going one day off of my meds, guys? Oh my god, fuck me. Like, ain't no way, okay? But now I was going to do nine days. There was no pharmacy. There was no possible fucking way I was going to be able to do this, right? But... I had already been prepaid. I had already been committed. I mean, in the production world, you don't just get to be like, oh no, I'm, I gotta go home. Like, bitch, charter your own flight out of here. You know what I mean? So, those were the worst nine days of my life. I was very unwell. Um, I was detoxing, like, real bad. I was having all these emotional, dysregulative, um, you know, out-of-body, in-body unconscious conscious experiences and I knew I had to do something when I got back I I just knew it I I knew in my heart that even though every doctor like told me oh no you're not going to be able to do that or no don't do that that's dangerous like you can't get off your meds like you're gonna fuck yourself up worse right and that happens I'm not gonna pretend like it doesn't like if you're not ready to take full responsibility for where you're at and you know your genetic disposition and the way you are brought up and the way that you are patterned to deal with things right because of your environment or the way your brain works like if you're not ready to take full responsibility for that like might as well just stay on meds because being at war with your own mind is really one of the worst fucking things I would never wish it upon even my worst enemy. And so fast forward, I get back. Luckily, I had like a pretty all right boss. Like the man who hired me out for this job was pretty understanding. And, um, you know, I told him what was going on. I could be really honest, which was super sick because most time, like most of the time you couldn't do that. And when I got back, I took off two weeks um, to get my shit together. But... What I will say is that I, I started this journey. Started this journey and it honestly started as like wondering. I'm like, what? okay, when I'm on my mood stabilizer, I feel like a shell of a human. I have no personality. And when I'm on my depression medication, I feel like I need to be in other people's beds more than I probably should. 
and I definitely it's not safe to do that and nor is it necessarily going to make me a better person or contribute to my well-being right and I just was like fuck so I went to a specialist that essentially is like half homeopathic half like um you know licensed doctor I believe it's a functional health doctor like women's functional health doctor um and so I went to her to compound my meds and this is when I started learning about my mania in a whole different way (laughs) I'm getting to the point I promise I don't I don't want to leave too much out here because it is a very serious topic but I want to make it light I want to make it doable I want to be real with you I spent so she compounded my meds this is not covered by insurance by the way it can be very expensive um but I started taking lower doses of everything and then all of a sudden on week two of my compound (laughs) I was like fuck this shit I'm going off of them again nobody knew where I was at nobody knew if I was dead or alive and I was off the grid for an entire week and a half like my roommate wasn't sure if I was dead or alive I was literally stuck in this spiral of detox it's very dangerous like do not do this that's why you need to like do it with the doctor especially if you're on really really high amounts of medications and you've been on them for a really long time um but anyways I'm gonna get into the part where we talk about how to manage your mania aside from meds so this is even giving me like (laughs) i almost want to cry even like recording this right now because i was talking to liam my my man and he knew me at kind of the end of this insane chaotic energy journey that i was on um and i just told him the other day we've been together for several years now but told him the other day i'm like if i die tomorrow i i forget a lot of the time but i have overcome the part of me that i thought would ruin my life like i I really have overcome and learned to manage this distrust i had with myself for so fucking long and i just want everybody to have it i want everybody to be able to break through like that feeling of I can't trust myself because you know this and that or I have depression or I have this or I have whatever right everybody's story is different everybody's level of what you can hold is different I tried to commit suicide three different times at the age of 18 and again at 21 and I know what it's like to feel in those places and it's like at the end of the day how how the fuck do I manage my mania? How do I even go there, right? How do you even start? And like, how does it work? Okay, so I'm going to put this really simply for you. And if I lose you, stick with me. It's We're going to come around. Okay, come around town. So this is how I viewed it. If I can notice, realize, and identify the patterns... Um, and the points in which mani- like mania gets triggered, right? Whether it's like a fight with your mom or like um, someone being a bitch or like, you know, your identity feeling threatened, what I like to call it in like my private mentorship containers, it's like identity threatened, right? That's a trigger. Um, 
or maybe it's lack of opportunity and you're like oh my god fuck how is this all gonna work out and you start spinning out and going crazy um or maybe it's you know you went out drinking the night before and you wake up and alcohol really dysregulates like (laughs) your system it just does and for someone who has lived with depression and bipolar type 2 for over a decade now i drink but there's definitely periods in my life where i'm like "Uh uh-uh we can't do that right now and it's not because i can't but it's because i know that i'm gonna have to work extra hard to get back to a place of where i'm like okay um if i do choose to do that right and there are special occasions and sometimes it hits me sometimes it doesn't but knowing your patterns like honestly guys like i this is why also i'm just going to drop this in here while we're on the topic energetic ray patterning sessions are specifically designed for those of you that feel like you can't manage your energy and you feel like you're either like losing energy at a rapid rate all the time and just using it all over the place or you can't maintain a certain level of energy or you don't know how to hold and deal with those really really high levels of energy right because like we could get into the human design and the star signs and like all that shit but at the end of the day if you don't know how to hold a lot of energy you're going to naturally figure out ways to leak it all over the fucking place whether it be going on dating apps and becoming a serial dater or going and using up all your sexual energy or, you know, um, I'm trying to think of other things or going and starting a whole new fucking business and staying up for three days straight and feeling like a fucking maniac. Like, trust me, that's happened. (laughs) Like, I remember in like the height of my manic episodes, I could stay up for 48 hours easy if I could convince myself that like I needed to and it was going to save the whole damn world I will and that's something that I think a lot of us don't talk about or or reference or think about when we think mania or um, mood disorder or bipolar or whatever right we just think of the crazy bitch throwing a chair in a restaurant and that's just not the reality so when you can recognize your patterns and what trigger you, um, this is why I created the energetic repatterning sessions. I'm now offering just as them like a one-off session if you want to get a taste of what it's like to work with me and also just see instant changes in your reality and your energy and your state of being. Um, I have that, but it's a huge focus inside of my private mentorship containers and it's a method that I use to help my clients actively manage their energy and leverage it to their benefit, right? And so I just want to drop that there. The link will be in the bio, or on the bio. Link will be in the info below if you would like to book one. Super good fucking deal. Amazing way to like honestly just dip your toes in what it's like to work together and get real actionable results of what to do in the moments when you feel like you're losing your goddamn mind, right? And this isn't for the unstable people, like the people who are unstable and in and out of treatment centers and like, you know, um, 5150 last week. Like this is for the women who are stabilizing themselves, but still feel a little bit dysregulated energetically. And it seems to be taking over their life and now just not allowing them time to do what they need to do because of their energy is just so all over the place and dysregulated. Right. I'm going to take a sip of water. (laughs) 
in other words it's for the people who are not unstable but unwell right you're living the normal average life and you want an extraordinary life but in order to have that extraordinary life and manage that up level you got to manage your energy dude like that is the root of all of it it's the root of why you feel depressed it's the root of um why you experience mania it is the root of anxiety it is the root of triggering ptsd or attracting situations that will um incur ptsd like it just is right no matter what situation happened or whatever like the root of it is your lack of ability to manage your energy because when you give something energy you give it attention and energy as we like to say um this is not my study this is a study from dr joe dispenza and his book that he references um emotion is energy in motion right emotion is energy in motion oh my god the amount of people like i have my phone on do not disturb when i record or when i'm like working on stuff obviously and those who know me know that if you call three times then it will push the call through and it will ring i love the persistence um however fuck man (laughs) okay so where were we at energy um emotions are just energy and emotions in motion you get the point so if you could actually establish a really trustworthy connection with yourself and be able to perceive why you um start playing out different patterns in your life right so for example like if you can understand why you um once you get triggered by this one person and they say this thing about you then it makes you think this and then it makes you do this and then you do this and then you maybe you seek outside validation from negative sources and then maybe you get caught in the loop of going back to that person and getting in a bigger fight and then you go through your loop again um that's a very like short winded way of saying it but essentially mania is no different i believe and approaching my mental state and my state of being um like energetically the way i feel in my body every single day when i started approaching it from how do i feel energetically not what does my mind think i'm feeling or what does my mind say i should do um it really changed my relationship with just everything my life in general because a lot of the time we like to think what does my mind think i should do right now but if your mind is not online with your body and there's that like disconnection with how you actually feel in your body versus how your mind feels and what your mind think is thinks is oh this is logical this is from a primal you know pov this is safe blah 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 like there's so many disconnections that can happen and there's so many dead ends and like walls you're gonna hit if you go that way and this is why if you feel a little bit lost and you're like what the fuck did she just say it's because literally like that whole process is what the fuck and that process is honestly what i was taught and what was just railed into my brain for like years treatment center after treatment center after therapist after mental health professional after this after that blah 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 like it was all about going through the mind 
to reconcile why I felt the way I felt. And I'm like, guys, I, I know how I feel. I know how, how I feel so much to the point of where I'd rather be numb and have a few manic episodes a month than battle my energy and actually be in tune with my body every fucking day, right? And so we're kind of changing gears right now. Um, I, I felt kind of just a shift to be like a little bit more just like in your face because no one else is going to tell you this. Like there, I have yet to find someone on the internet. Um, there probably is maybe someone, but like my point being is that until you take full responsibility for realizing, fuck, okay, this is the way I am. This is how I operate. And this is my reality right now because I operate this way. And you realize that all of these things are decisions that you've made along the way. Decisions to believe that this is your truth. Decisions to believe that this is the only way. Decisions to believe that this is the only way to fix it. Decisions to even think that you need to be fixed. Like, these are all decisions. And so I want to give that to you in a way that's like really liberating. Because when I heard this, I was like, fuck, man. Like... I've been wasting my time. Like I've like I've made all these decisions. I've really fucked myself up that much, right? And so the key to honestly, if I could give you like a just a saying, a saying that I started living by when I started seeing results from um you don't really heal from mania. That's the thing. It's something that has really stuck with me, right? I just learn better ways. Um are more like efficient ways to manage my energy when I feel that rise or utilize it to my advantage, right? Like if I know I'm on a high and I feel like, oh my God, I'm getting a little bit high right now. Oh my God, no, no, no. Like my energy is through the goddamn roof. What, how can I utilize it for my benefit, right? Instead of seeing it as a really bad thing that I need to be scared of and go into like, oh my god, fuck, like it's happening, uh, mode, right? Instead of doing that, I do a few things. Number one, walking. Walking gets my energy out a lot. It's something I've done literally since I was like, moved to LA when I was 18, okay? It's a non-negotiable for me. Since moving to Laguna in the past year, I haven't really walked um, up until the past three weeks past three weeks i've walked over 112 miles <laughs> like a fucking psychopath um but i i like honestly average like seven to nine miles a day and it takes me about two hours and 20 minutes and i only recently started doing that again because i find that it really helps me when i'm when my mania is triggered or my depression's triggered by family influences and I've recently reintegrated some, you know, family relationships that I took a break from for quite some time. And since reintroducing them into my life and my reality and my energetic space, a lot of them are <laughs> like bipolars. Um, it, it can be inherited. Okay. Like if we're going on the science side, like you usually inherit it from a family member and I don't want to call my mom bipolar. However, I was raised in a very chaotic environment and mania thrives in chaos. 
And so a lot of my sisters have very chaotic ways of communicating and expressing like their passion and their love and like all the great things, right? Um, But also their anger and their distrust and their own little things they're healing from still. So walking, big one, fucking big one, okay? And it's honestly just to like, clear my mind because when you feel like you're spinning you feel like you have to go faster and faster and faster till you just fall down right and you just plop on your head break it open and you're like oh no the world's ending I don't want you to have to fall on your face and think the world's ending when you come down okay so that's why like I walk sometimes I'll do like a little peloton pilates class okay I'm not the workout girly here but managing your energy levels okay starts with some type of movement if that works um another thing if i feel myself getting really in my head manic kind of like that manic head high not body high but head high where you feel like you are stressed to the max it doesn't even have to be for a particular reason you just may feel like very touchy and triggerable right that happens sometimes a little sensitive even right nothing's wrong with that okay but when i'm feeling like that i fucking prepare right i go back to my energetic repatterning like format i have a pattern that like i renew every now and then being like oh when this happens i do this here's the positive choice i can pick and here's the negative choice i pick if i pick the negative choice most likely i'm going to assume this next part of the cycle or if i pick the positive choice i can just completely cut the loop right And there's no right or wrong answer, but what I'm trying to just really get across to you is that dealing with mania, especially your own, requires you to learn your own patterns and commit to having a deep relationship with yourself. One that does not numb herself, right? Like, or himself, if you're a guy, like, when we numb ourselves, it's just something to keep us safe, safe, quote unquote, right? And we block out the feeling and we block out the experience. But when you block out the feeling and you block out the experience, they get suppressed. They don't release. And so that all fucking just boils up and like it doesn't do any good. Okay. I'll just say that. And so dealing with mania has been a journey of learning how to feel and manage my big feelings and manage my big emotions and manage those larger than life just moments okay that can be really good but they can also be really really chaotic and tragic and um just stopping this whole thing with like fixing yourself because fixing like there's nothing to fucking fix okay trust me there's nothing to fix and i i want to really again keep this as simple and clear as possible but when i realized that there was nothing fucking wrong with me for feeling disconnected or from feeling like oh my god i thought that was my fucking dream career and now i fucking hate it or oh my god like they have that booming business it's great like they must be doing fine and loving life like those all sound like really naive statements in hindsight right but I will tell you that even some of the most successful women, even some of the most successful women, they, they deal with this. 
no matter how much money you have, no matter if you have the career of your dreams or the business of your dreams or you're traveling the world, like you cannot run from your own energy, let alone lack of managing your energy because your energy is your highest like currency. It just is. It makes or breaks your life in every single way. And so I want to encourage you to, if you've gotten this far in the episode and you're just like, okay, what the, so like, that's great. But like, what do I do? I'm still a little bit like, I understand, but I, I want like a now thing. It's this. I want you to commit to feeling and practice feeling when it's really uncomfortable practice feeling those are really big emotions like instead of just numbing yourself and acting like you're okay take time and space to take inventory of the parts of yourself that you're not allowing to come through because you're scared that they're going to explode or be too much for the world that's a bipolar person's biggest nightmare is like honestly being too much and a lot of people who have it um suppress it because they'd rather just be numbed out in a shell of a human because being too much if people know that you've been diagnosed with a mood disorder they automatically categorize you and that's like a safety mechanism right to categorize someone into oh crazy bitch and like a little bit crazy bitch <laughs> I just want to let you know that you're not alone and I have been doing this for several years now and after spending over a decade of my life figuring out how to manage it in my own body and several years, four or five years now, really diving into my own experience of what it meant to manage my energy, manage my mania and not walk around every day wondering if I was going to freak out or mess something up or lose an opportunity because I couldn't hold my tongue, it comes out in so many different forms. I literally could make a nine-hour podcast about this because it's like, it's so multifaceted. Like, it really is. Um, I, I just want to let you know, like, I have accomplished some of the most rad things that I wasn't sure I was ever going to do in my life simply by learning how to manage my energy whether you suffer from mania or not whether you deal with it with everything in life i want you to learn how to leverage it okay so when you're on a high high leverage it just leverage it don't be a victim why are you being a victim you have superhuman natural like naturally incurring energy that is like giving you 10x what the person on pre-workouts on you know what i mean granted having a bedtime being on a schedule of some sort like those things really really help my mania um if i stay up past like 11 o'clock i i know it's coming i i just i know my body enough to like be like okay if i'm gonna stay up i have to balance my sleep cycles especially when i'm going like jumping time zones um it's really about grounding yourself in your energetic state And if you can do that, you can do anything. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, feel free to leave any of your questions that you have on this. Um, DM me on Instagram. I'll probably figure out how to start a thread of some sort. Um, 
dm me your questions let me know if you'd like me to do a part two on how to manage your mania i have so much to say about this but i just want to give you a little bit of a upgrade from the last episode that i did on this a year ago because so much has changed and so much has evolved and i've really refined my techniques and the way that um i manage my energy to live my most rad reality so anyways if you are new to the rad reality movement our community of magical friends i would love to know who you are and just welcome you in personally over on ig at cine divine or on tiktok because we got the tiktok fam over here too um also at cine divine and also if you would like to learn more about energetic repatterning sessions i just put the link i'll put the link in the info as well as private mentorship application if your heart calls and you're like who is she like i i want some of that (laughs) anyways thank you as always for being here magical friend and being responsible for your energy and knowing that you deserve to live a really rad fucking life okay love you so much bye